I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. Welcome. That was a solid series. Listen, the Yankees are playing good baseball right now. Um, you know, you wanted that sweep because it would be a completely different outlook, right? Right now, we're looking at a solid five out of our last six. You get the sweep. It's six in a row since the deadline. Haven't lost the game with Rizzo and Gallo. But a rough, rough first game. But that's followed by a very, very solid next couple of games. Um, And I would use the term fantastic. But you got to remember the Baltimore Orioles are a minor league baseball team. So the Yankees doing their jobs though. And um, good win. Good good win tonight, good win last night, and um, a, a good way to go into this next series going up against Seattle. So you're not facing the best of teams lately, but you know if we're going to give them shit for when they lose to certain teams like this, got to give them credit for when they do their job. So nice series win for the Yankees. The Bombers are looking better lately with Rizzo especially producing for them. So we'll get to that. So welcome to the podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed, I am your host, RJ Carbone. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the different platforms we are on. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can listen to us too. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You can listen to us on our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is a good way to listen to us if you haven't yet there. Uh, do so. Um, you can also watch the podcast on YouTube if you feel so, if you feel like doing so. So we're on plenty of platforms. Um, we record episodes on the Yankees every series and on the Knicks every two games when they are in season. But we did do a little bit of an off-season update um, episode on the Knicks last night. Episode 268, we talked some Knicks, went over some of the off-season moves, and I'm laughing because... The very next morning, as soon as I publish the episode, hours into the morning, we find out they signed uh, Campbell Walker. (laughs) So it would have been nice if I was going to be able to talk about that, but that happened as soon as I published my episode. And so, you know, it became dust, complete dust. Not that anybody listens to my shit anyway, but I actually, listen, when when I found out they signed Campbell Walker... I was just getting up, um, and I got up late, (laughs) I know, it was the morning I was just getting up, and like, I see the tweet, I'm still like, I'm I'm just waking up, so I'm still like, not aware, I'm still groggy and not thinking clearly, so I see Kemba Walker, Knicks, and right away I don't even put two and two together, that they signed him in a buyout, I didn't even read all the details. I just read Kemba Walker to the Knicks. And so I'm just thinking Kemba, bad knees, bad contract. What are we doing? What are we trading away? What are we paying him? Like, you know, we got to pay this guy the 36 million salary for the next two years. 
we gave up a valuable asset or two for him. How many picks did we give up? I'm thinking all this shit. So I put out a tweet on Twitter. I'm like, I think I put at Nick's yuck. I wasn't thinking, you know, it was just an initial reaction. But then I look more into it. OKC Thunder buy him out. The Knicks sign him and they sign him with the remaining cap that they had left $8.5 million. So <laughs> excellent. I mean, it's literally a lose, lose, lose. It's literally a win, win signing for the New York Knicks. Uh, Brock Aller did a hell of a job getting these two in one contracts the other day and the three in one with Fournier. And now him and Leon Rose and Scott Perry, got to give them all credit for taking a flyer basically on Kemba Walker. Um, 8.5 to 9 million, I think they said, was the initial deal um, for for the year of 2022 coming up. So if he pans out, great. You're getting a four-time All-Star for chump change. If he doesn't, okay, you've got Derrick Rose, another starting caliber point guard to back him up. But hopefully he's healthy because we want Rose to stay off his feet as much as possible you know, and not have to log those 40-minute nights that he was towards the end of the season for the Knicks. Um, we want to keep him healthy. But I, I love it. I love it. It took me a second to realize the, the terms and everything, but I do love it. Um, but we are talking Yankees, and they just came off a 2 out of 3 to the Orioles after taking 3 out of 3 against the Marlins. So now 5-1 and one with Rizzo and Gallo. Make the Yankees Italian again, and that is what they're doing. I'm watching the Olympics right now, and I keep forgetting to tune in to the fucking women's volleyball, the beach volleyball, April Ross and Alex Kleinman, because it's one of my favorite things to watch, but every night, it's always during the Yankees game, but I'll just say, all right, it's during the game. I'll remember to put it on, because it's during the Yankees game. I'll have it on the side, but I never remember. I always forget. So I always end up having to watch the recaps or just the highlights. But right now, I think they're doing track and field. But um, I, this, this isn't going to be a long episode. I'm pretty tired. And it's kind of hard to dissect another series against a very subpar team. You know, it's kind of hard for me to get excited. Um, but we will discuss some and we'll recap the series and we'll talk about what I think needs to be said. And then I'll be that. It's it's might it might not even be half the the episode. You know, usually we go the full hour, but this one might not even be the half hour. Um, I, I have to see how long we're gonna go. But I'm just tired. Um, I got a lot to do. I have some assignments to finish up for class before tomorrow morning, actually. So we'll see what happens. But a good series. Um, and, and again, if you haven't yet subbed to the podcast, do that. Sub to my blog do that we write recaps on the yankees and knicks every game and you can also follow me on social media facebook instagram and twitter all that information i just mentioned on my link tree link tr.ee forward slash rj carbone that will take you to my link tree which will display all those links so welcome to the show i'm your host rj carbone you're listening to bd4 where there's no better way to get your yankees and knicks analysis we'll be right back you are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you 
to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. All right, so, yeah, we may as well get right into it. Again, this is going to be a short episode. Um, I'm just, I'm tired tonight. And, and again, I don't mean to be a buzzkill, but it's still, it's something about this team. I mean, this team obviously is underachieving as a whole, but just doesn't excite me. They just don't thrill. It, it sucks. It's a shame. And I hope it's not. No, I'm not even gonna say it. But it's the Orioles, man. You know, it's it's hard to get thrilled. It's hard to get thrilled against a minor league baseball team. So, uh, excuse me if I'm if I'm not exactly thrilled and jumping up and down and you know planning the the what I'm gonna do you know for the parade in October or usually in the off season. But you know. Whatever. Um, game one. Let's let's get to it real quick. The Yankees lose game one. They score one run. Baltimore drops seven on them. You know, Andrew Heaney making his Yankees debut. Every other guy who's who's been traded for to the Yankees has been doing their jobs. You know, you've got Holmes doing his job, and you've got Rizzo doing his job. Gallo's off to a slow start, but this guy Heaney comes in here. And he gets bombed. He serves up four home runs and four innings pitched. It came in two consecutive innings. Um, and he just looks absolutely awful. Um, I, You know, the trade was because, you know, he's an analytics... You know, the analytics say he's going to have something there. They say there's an upside because he's got a high strikeout rate and a low walk rate. They like that. They don't look at ERA. They look at projections. Like what, you know, there's a correction coming, yada, yada, yada. So I never loved that approach. I think it's it's flawed, but he goes out there and he pitches the same way he's been pitching all year. He's got a five-something ERA, maybe six, um, just doesn't pitch well. And the offense doesn't do anything. Outside of an Anthony Rizzo sacrifice fly on a foul ball, that's the only run they score. They lose the game. It's, it's an 0 for 12 outing with runners in scoring position. Just a horrible outing on both sides. The highlight of the night, get ready for this, was a gosh damn cat. There is a cat that ran out on the field. Now, I have so many thoughts about this. Whose cat was it? How did it get into Yankee Stadium? And what the hell was security doing? This was probably the most embarrassing yet entertaining thing to watch. Like I got secondhand embarrassment for watching the security chase around this cat for about 10 minutes. And I'm, I'm saying it was about 10 solid minutes. That thing was running around the outfield, jumping on the wall, on the warning track. I think it went into the bullpen at one point, came back out. <laughs> just, And they were just, oh, it was great. It was great, but it was so... I mean, Kay was making fun of him. But seriously, how does that happen? 
I'm not thinking any no one's sneaking a cat into the stadium. So it had to come from one of the suites or something from somebody who in within the organization or something like that. And it just got out. Or is it a stray cat that happened to find its way into the stadium? I don't know. It, it didn't look like a stray cat. It didn't look like it was messed up and like it just came out of a dumpster or some shit. But was it Clint Frazier's cat? Was it Clint Frazier's cat? Was it Greg? Was it your cat? From Yankee Crazy Podcast. Go check out his podcast, Yankee Crazy Podcast. Great show. But tame your cat, dude. Shit. Um. No, it, it was it was weird. Uh, but that was literally the only highlight of the game. The Yankees lose this one seven to one, and um, yeah. Game two was fun. The second game of the set, which was on Tuesday night, you get the Yankees winning this one thirteen to one. Blowout. What what else can you say? You had Glaber Torres doubling home a run in the second inning, makes it one nothing. Yankees go and score five more runs in the third inning. DJ starts it off with a double, brings in a run. Rizzo brings in a run with a shallow single. Stanton brings in a run with a single. You get a two-base hit for Sanchez. Torres then later gets a sack fly after the pitching change against Plutko. It's 6-0 Yankees after three innings. Fast forward to the eighth. Mountcastle with a double. Whatever. 13-1 by the end of it because Wade doubles in the eighth. Rizzo RBI 6-3. Judge Homer. So it's 13-1. to one. Uh, On the flip side. Oh, first off, uh, 13 runs on 15 hits. Zero walks. 5Ks. 7 for 13. Scoring position. Phenomenal. Offensive showing. But again, you're, you're going up against Matt Harvey and the uh, pretty poor... I'm uh, oh, sorry. Matt Harvey was game three, wasn't it? That was tonight. But I, I don't think anybody they threw out there was, was good at all. You know, even Jorge Lopez in game one who dominated us. Um, but we go up against Oriole pitching, which is not good, bottom line, and we do our job. Luis Gill, uh, see, I, I keep saying Luis Gill, it's actually pronounced Luis Hill, Heel, Luis Hill. It's spelled G-I-L, but I think it's pronounced H-E-A-L, Luis Hill. Um, he makes his major league debut. This is the, you know, one of the more known prospects in the Yankees system. I think he's rated number six on their radar. I don't think he cracks MLB Pipeline's top 100. But he's somebody to keep an eye on. He throws very hard, 98. So the heater is there. Um, He's got some nice breaking stuff. I think the big thing that's going to depict whether or not he's a starter or just a reliever or maybe a closer someday, maybe he's a closer, is because he walks a ton of batters. And they were saying his walk rate is a career low this year in the minors at four point something. So that just goes to show, wow, he walks a hell of a lot of batters. I was looking at his walks per nine in the minors. It's over five. Um, So that's going to be his issue. He's got to figure out the command and the control. You know, control control the strike zone. And when you're in the strike zone, make sure you're not throwing it right down the pipe. Um, But he didn't walk many. He just walked one. In this one, and he throws six shutout innings, four hits, six strikeouts to one walk. So, a wonderful debut for Luis Heel. And, of course, the Yankee way, he gets sent right back down for a roster spot after the game. So, nice knowing you. Hopefully, we see you again next uh, someday. <laughs> and that was game two. Just a blowout victory, just like game three. 
to a lesser extent, but 10 to 3 was plenty enough for the Yankees to take it, and they did. Um, Boston, Tampa, and Oakland all, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure took wins tonight, too, so we didn't gain any ground in either of the races. But it was fun to beat up on Matt Harvey, you know, after his hot streak. You know, he was he was on a roll for a bit there, so, but we put an end to that. Scoreless streak over for the Dark Knight. Um, doesn't start well. You know, Baltimore puts up two runs in the first inning on a couple of singles and a sack. And so it looks like JMO's finally going to have an end to his little hot streak. But Yankees come up in the bottom of the first. They threaten. You got Rizzo with a, a just a an absolutely tremendous plate appearance. Taken Matt Harvey 13 pitches to eventually draw a walk. He flirts with a couple of home runs down the right field foul line. Looks like he was going to get some, just just making hard contact, and he was on him. But he eventually draws a 13 pitch walk, and it was a phenomenal walk. Unfortunately, he got rewarded by that by Judge grounding into a double play on the first pitch, the very next at bat. So, thank you, Aaron Judge. Um, and then, to make matters worse, Yankees don't score again in the second and again in the third. And then once the fourth comes, you've got Mountcastle with a home run to make it three zip Orioles. Looking like another bad night. Looking like we're on our way to lose two out of three to the O's. Could you imagine how much the narrative would have changed there? Um, but fortunately, in the bottom of the fourth inning, you got Rizzo with his first Yankee Stadium home run. Finally gets one. You, you thought that was an indicator. You know, that 13-plate that uh, pitch-plate appearance in the first, and it was. He gets to Homer in the fourth, cuts the deficit to 3-1 to one, Orioles. Um, keep Marcus Timms the fuck away from Anthony Rizzo. Nothing to do with them, please. Um, Torres, base hit to right field later in the fourth. It's 3-2 to two O's. So Yankees kind of chipping away. Fifth inning comes. You've got DJ LeMayhew. Ties the game with a base knock to center. He's got three hits on the night. Four ribbies. Clear legal player of the game. Um, and then the Yankees break it open in the seventh. Brandon Hyde makes some questionable calls. Three pitching changes in the inning. Um, but the Yankees go DJ single. Stanton pop up double. And uh, you know he's kind of jammed. But it ends up clearing the bases. Torres doubles to make it 8-3 to three in the 7th inning. And then, you know, Judge throwing a couple of missiles tonight. One of them gunned down, uh, who was it? What's the kid's name? Cedric Mullins. He gunned him down later in the game. Excellent. Easy throw, too. Oh my, you gotta go look at that replay if you haven't yet. Um, but the, uh, the Yankees get two more in the 8th, make it 10-3. to three. DJ doubles in a run, and then Gary... Um, he scores off the DJ double, and I think one more runner scores too. Put the Cracker Jack guy out there, I'm pretty sure. I don't know who this kid was, but he looked like him. He looked like they just got him out of the stands. Um, And that was it. The offense scores 10 runs on 10 hits, 5 walks, 4 Ks, 6 for 14 in scoring position. So the last two nights, we are hitting the lights um, hitting the lights out of the ball. I don't think that's a phrase. We are hitting lights out. Hitting lights out. We'll go with that one. Yeah. I'm tired, man. Flip side. Jamison Tyone. 6.1 innings pitched. Three runs. Two of them earned. One walk. Ten strikeouts. 
Listen, he continues to pitch well. It looked a little shaky at the start, but he found it, got into a rhythm, was getting a lot of those high fastball strikes, and that's what's helped him during this stretch. He, he's, he's mixed in some breaking pitches during this now six-start in a row span where he's, you know, pitching really well. But for the most part, it's been fastball, fastball, fastball still, and right now it is working. Now he's, you know, he faced the, the, the Marlins last time out and the Orioles tonight, but again... He also faced Boston twice and Houston once during this span too, so you have to give him some credit. He's turned around his season really quickly, and I think the ERA might be, I don't know if it went under four tonight, but it's definitely on the verge. Doesn't get the win, unfortunately. Um, on a night we scored 10 runs and he pitches well, that's really rare. But um, it went to Lasagna, I believe, and so the bullpen locked it down from there. It was Lasagna... Holmes and uh, Abreu after that. So, Yankees win. We'll be right back. Stay with us. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Anybody see that um, women's Olympic wrestler last night win the gold medal? Go watch that interview. I don't even want to attempt the name because I'm probably going to butcher it. I'm terrible with names, but just type it in. You'll probably find it. Just type in uh, first African-American women's gold medal winner for wrestling. And it was just excellent. And it was the interview that really won a lot of people over. You know, in an era where every single athlete, it seems like, has to be this woke activist and has to try and stand out and talk against their country despite being paid by their country to represent their country in the Olympics. <laughs> it, it was refreshing to hear somebody like her. Um, I gotta find out how to pronounce her name, man. Um, but it was refreshing to see somebody like her actually show respect for her flag, you know? It's it's a real Olympian. It's a real American. She showed a lot of American pride, um, and it was she won a lot of people over. You know, this is kind of what you want to see more. Um, you know, it's 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 a good story. It's a good, just just a very heartwarming, um, wholesome, a very wholesome interview. She she had a lot of great energy she brought with her. It was it was, it was awesome. I loved it so. I, I again I trying to find her name real quick see if I can pronounce it but let's see if I can find it I want to say it's like Tamya or something tomorrow Tom T-A-M-Y-R-A 
and you know I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm going to attempt it. <laughs> Terrible names. All right, but just just look it up. I, I told you what to look up. You'll you'll love it if you are a um, you know if you respect this country, you'll like it. Uh, it, it was awesome. But uh, yeah, the Yankees took the series two out of three. We saw some good things. Uh, even Gary Sanchez has been running the bases pretty hard lately. He's hustling. Watched him tonight. He was zooming around the corner. My buddy Greg texted me a picture of it. Guy had four legs in the picture because he was just sprinting. Rizzo continues to shine. He's the man. Said he has an RBI every game as a Yankee. So he's six for six in that aspect. And I'm pretty sure he's getting on base in every one of those games, too. I don't know if there's a game that might be one, but I'm pretty sure he's also gotten on base in each of these games. But then again, I feel like I would have saw that stat with that RBI stat. But I didn't. But he's been producing. Um, Gallo's going to take a bit. But I was never the biggest fan of this signing or this trade for uh, Joey Gallo. You know, I, I think he's more of a, a glorified Adam Dunn. You know, he's just going to, he's the three true outcomes guy. And, and we kind of have enough of that shit. Um, he does walk, which is different from someone like Sanchez um, and, and Odor and, and Stanton. This guy's a little more patient. He's got a very high on base percentage, but he's just a guy who's going to slump a lot. And a lot of Yankees fans are saying he's off to a slow start, but no, this is what you're going to get. You're not getting a lot of good stretches of where he's hitting the ball right now he's two for 20 something that's you're going to get a lot of that because this is who he is he's not going to hit at a high clip he's just going to walk and, and mash homers and then when he's not doing that he's striking out most of the time so no comment further no further comments on that you know that's 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 my take on on joey gallo so um yeah man i i you know i was looking at some of the numbers I always like to, you know, whenever we have these breakout games where we score 13 runs, 14 runs, and, and 10 runs tonight, I think it was, I like to look, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of stat padding going on because guys are just hitting, hitting, hitting. Judge only has 50 RBIs, and his OPS is, is a few ticks below 900 now. He's having a good year. He's staying healthy. The numbers are there, but the power is a little bit less than what we'd expect. You know, he's, he's got 22 bombs, so he's going to have about 30 to 35. I think a lot of people were expecting 40. But the way it looks, he's probably going to have peaking out, at, I would say, mid-30s. Which he'll take. But you could tell he's not, you know, a lot of the lack of clutch hitting with him. You know, he doesn't hit a ton with runners in scoring position this year. None of the guys are, really. Um, and that's kind of a big reason for the lack of ribbies, um, which is a situational stat. But there are times where I do look at it as a very important stat come through for your team in that moment. And I believe in clutch. I, I think clutch matters. I think clutch is real. I think there's definitely a factor there. So when you come to the plate, you definitely tighten up or you get loose, depending on how you perform in those moments. I think there's a human factor. Believe it or not, they're not all robots. Um, but Judge hasn't been the most situational clutch hitter yet uh, this season. And I, I think that's a big reason as to why the RBI numbers are not there. And a lot of the home run numbers, uh, a lot of the home runs he's hitting, sorry, are coming with one man on base or, or no man on base. Um, so, 
The numbers are a bit down power-wise, but he's having a good year. I'm not going to nitpick because he's finally staying healthy and, you know, he's getting on base. He's hitting the usual batting average he hits, and it's just a tick down in the power department. But outside of that, uh, Torres had a few nice performances this series. DJ LeMayu, big breakout game tonight. Um, Rizzo stays hot, like we said. Stanton showing signs of life. That's promising, I guess. Um, the pitching continues to be very strong lately. Um, but again, it is the Marlins. It is the Orioles. And if we end up sweeping the Mariners, it'll be the Mariners. So I can't jump up and down, but I will most certainly give the Yankees credit for doing what they're supposed to do. One more break. When we get back, we'll get to the question of the day and we'll wrap it up. Stay with us. So, obviously, uh, our last episode, we talked about the Knicks, covered Knicks basketball. So, our NYY, NYK question of the day for episode 268 was, focused on the Knicks, who was the last St. John's product to play for the Knicks? And the answer to that question, who was the last St. John's product to play for the Knicks? Maurice Harkless. Remember, we had a cup of tea with them, I think it was during the second half of the season two years ago. Um, that was the last St. John's product to play for them. Last year, they were riddled with Kentucky players. Um, we'll see how long that lasts with, with you know, Kevin Knox's future is up in the air. And uh, I don't know how much, how many more Kentucky guys we have right now. I don't know. Um, tonight's, or this episode's, episode, uh, episode 269, our NYY, NYK question of the day is how many 200 plus inning seasons did CC Sabathia log with the Yankees now he played for them for 11 seasons how many of those seasons did he log at least 200 innings all right so message me the answer on Facebook Instagram or Twitter or you can comment the answer once I publish the promo to this podcast you know I usually post my promo clips so once, uh, one more time, how many 200 inning seasons did CC Sabathia log with the Yankees? He played 11 years in New York. All right, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I do appreciate your support. If you haven't yet, 
subscribe to the podcast, be sure to do that right now. BD4 is located on YouTube if you want to watch us, but we're also located on all the listening platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, our sponsor Anchor, many more platforms as well. Yankees episodes every series, Knicks every two games. You can find the podcast on all those platforms I just mentioned. You can also subscribe to my blog. I do recaps on a nightly basis with the Yankees and the Knicks when they're in season. And you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All that stuff I mentioned should be on my link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone will take you to my link tree, displaying all the links to what I just said. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This episode is brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy.